Hello and welcome to Nintendo Pals Podcast episode 116. Tonight, we're going to be talking the latest indie showcase, giving our thoughts and reactions and um, what games we're excited for. But we're also going to be talking about the best game that came out in 1999, asking Micah how he feels between Rivali or Falco, and more. We're talking all that and more. Nintendo Pals. My name is Andros, and I'm one of the co-hosts on the Nintendo Pals podcast, the show all about Nintendo and friendship. And I am joined by my fellow Nintendo Pal co-host, Micah. Yep. And Micah, I gotta ask, how the heck are you? I'm doing pretty good. Good to hear. Good to hear. You know, we, we kind of missed you last week <laughs> as you eat while <laughs> you, like, hear the crunch. Uh, we, we missed you here last week. I, I was a little sad that the episode went just as long and it was me by myself. <laughs> I was like, uh, something is wrong with me? <laughs> that I can fill two hours in talking solo? We did have the chat here helping us out. We have the chat, as usual, if you're watching the video version of the podcast, you can see the chat below me. Um, and so thanks to everybody who, who tunes in for these live. But on that subject, we got some housekeeping to do before we start today's episode. We want to announce here that we are doing something different. I don't know how... I, I didn't really write this write this up, <laughs> like how, how, how I would explain this. We are changing how we format our streaming and our YouTube to be more compartmentalized and hopefully make things less confusing for people that are coming to the Nintendo Pals channel. So what does that mean? We are changing the Nintendo Pals podcast channel to the Nintendo Pals channel. And for those that were here several months ago, uh, you'll know that that was what it was previously. <laughs> so we're, we're changing it back uh, to be straight Nintendo Pals. And we are turning the current Nintendo Pals channel into... Uh, personal channels. So Micah will have his own YouTube channel and I will have my own YouTube channel. So you can check those out right now. They are both uh, up and available. You can find mine, Andros1. Micah, what is yours? Uh, Micah Prime. Micah Prime. Andros1 on YouTube and Twitch and Micah Prime on YouTube and Twitch is where you'll find our content where we will be doing more of the focus on game streaming 
and uh, content creation for YouTube. Nintendo Pals will still exist and be a thing. We're not splitting up. <laughs> we're not. But Wait, we're not? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Uh, this podcast will still happen every week, but we're just trying to make our channels more uh, marketable, I guess, because Nintendo Pals as 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 it stands right now has basically been like a channel i do for my gaming stream content and we figured that would be confusing to people joining there so yeah there's still still a, like a lot, a lot a lot of transition happening and figuring out exactly how we're going to handle that but we for sure have those two youtube channels that you can follow right now and uh the twitch channel for each of us so we'll be plugging that at the end of every episode of Nintendo Pals. Uh, so the Nintendo Pals are now made up of two separate content creators, as well as being a duo. Yep. <laughs> uh, so for me, on the Andros One channel, it's going to be focused on challenge gaming runs and stuff with... Like 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 what you've seen from me previously, speed running Breath of the Wild, doing different gaming challenges in Breath of the Wild, uh, AI challenge stuff, AI invasion stuff. You keep doing that kind of thing, but also more. You should be experimenting with new stuff over there. Uh, and that's what a lot of my streams will focus on as well. And I think I'm probably just going to stick to the same stream schedule where I'm just going to be streaming Tuesdays. Uh Mike, I don't know if you have a plan for what you're doing. Uh, whatever the heck I feel like at the time, essentially. <laughs> yeah, let's go. But at some point in the near future, my plan is to beat Plock so I can rub it in your face that I've beaten like your favorite childhood game before you. Before me. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would be pretty funny. Uh, Muggles Moo, our content manager, was like, that would be hilarious. <laughs> so... <laughs> so it might become a race. But before that, before that race, we have another event. So more housekeeping here. This coming November 21st, we are going to be doing a Mario Hour speedrun race against speedrunner Mario Expert Cosmic. It's going to be us two against him. So how that's, how that's going to work, Mario Hour runs through the first six Mario games, Mario Bros, Mario, Super Mario Bros 2, The Lost Levels, Super Mario Bros 2 USA, Super Mario Bros 3, Super Mario World, and Mario 64. Cosmic has to run those in order through all six games, and the goal is to do that in under an hour, hence Mario Hour. Mike and I do not speedrun Mario uh until like not well not uh, yeah so we're going to be working together each of us trying to accomplish three games simultaneously in an hour and micah's uh, micah's very confident that we're going to be able to do this oh uh, wildly confident wildly confident i don't know i'm 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 feeling pretty good like with some training i think we could i think this will be a, a very close race actually so Tune in for that as as we do that over on our. We're going to be doing that on our separate Twitch channels and hopefully kicking things off for our YouTube 
as well with that. Yeah, I'm hoping Cosmic is just way overconfident and doesn't practice at all. Because <laughs> well, I think that might be our only chance. So he's maybe forgotten a little bit. Yeah, I have bad news. He he's he's running it, trying to go for his PB uh, pretty consistently well, for the past couple months. That's a, that's a real bummer. But he doesn't know our secret weapon, and that's that Micah's, Micah's competitive edge. The, knows the rewind this. feature of the NSO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the rewind yeah, feature. If, if my if you like lose visual, it's probably because I did something really stupid <laughs> and I'm rewinding and don't want to leave any evidence behind. Uh, that would be that would be pretty funny. So yes, tune in for that. I'm I'm pretty excited for that. All right. Uh, that's all the housekeeping I think we, we've got going on. So, again, please go subscribe to and follow Andros1 and Micah Prime. Those are going to be our uh, gaming content spaces. And we're going to be put, I, I, for me, I'm planning on putting a lot of effort into that. I already have been putting a ton of effort into the YouTube side of things. And so, this is just kind of the next phase of that. Uh, Maybe we can like pit our channels against each other. Who can get more subscribers faster? Well, not to brag, but I am winning on Twitch. Yeah, he already has four followers I have, on I Twitch. Have double. I mean, we don't have to get into specific numbers <laughs> in case no one heard that, but I do have double <laughs> the followers that Andros has. It's insane. It's actually insane. He's never even streamed on it, and and he has double my followers. I also have never streamed good. on it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now, we are going to do what we do each and every week, Micah. Uh, at the start of the show, we like to give shout-outs to five-star reviews, and you know why we do that, right? Heck yeah, I do. It's because we try to take over the world! I went in a backwards order there. Threw you for a loop, listener. Ha ha ha! Yes. Each and every week, we ask you to leave us five-star reviews. Listen, if you're out there and you have not left us a five-star review on your podcast listening app of choice, what's wrong with you? Come on. It helps the show out. It helps us grow and makes us feel good about ourselves. Plus, you get a shout-out here at the start of the episode. And maybe you're like, well, I don't want a shout-out. I don't want that attention. Anonymous reviews. Protection program. Anonymous reviews are a thing. You can leave us an anonymous review. We will shout out that we got a review, and you'll know deep down that it was for you, but we don't know who you are. That's fine. But you can also just leave a non-anonymous review. What, is, what would that be called? Anonymous. Not a- anonymous, but a anonymous. It's not anonymous. It's a miss. <laughs> There's no non in it. Okay. You can leave us a five-star review and help boost us in the search results for Nintendo Podcasts. Again, helps the show out, helps us feel good about ourselves. Thank you for everybody that does that. We are now at 60 five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. 60 five-star reviews. That's crazy. We're, we're up there in the upper echelon of Nintendo podcasts as far as reviews go. And uh, it kind of insane, honestly. <laughs> and, what, and what else even matters? <laughs> Next stop, 100. 
Am I right? You can help us get there. Whoever you are listening out there, Kevin, I know, I know there's, I know there's somebody named Kevin out there listening that hasn't left us a five star review. Like, do it, all right? Do you you too, you too, Sally and Steve and insert your name here. Do it, like everybody, leave us a five star review. Okay, let's jump on into the first segment of our show, Micah, and let's talk. What's your plan? Let's go first, Micah. What have you been playing lately? Well, I've been playing these things called games. <laughs> pull it up to look up. I'm kind of slow. When did we get so old and forgetful that we cannot remember what we played? Like, I can't remember what I played earlier today. Um, I literally thought I was going to die with all the traveling we did. Or, like, oh. the plane and train. My body hurt so bad. And that's when I realized... I'm practically an old man. <laughs> we are we are old men. Cause I did a single workout yesterday. I mean, like it was multiple reps of different things. I feel broken today. I feel like so sore that it hurts to stand up and sit down. It was not a hard workout. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong. Is even you've been uh you haven't been doing enough of the ring fit, ring fit. I no i fell off ring fit first. i fell off ring fit again i need to get back into it well, yeah i actually haven't played uh too much besides the extra life event where we played quite a few things all right you want to shout out what we played at extra life we just played some spelunky 2 the hunter versus hunty yeah you kicked my butt at that call it. Yeah, not to brag, but apparently I'm super good at Spelunky 2. You you are. I always knew. I or, always knew. Or I'm just really good at murdering your my supposed allies in games. <laughs> also I'm quite that. sure which one is true. <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> I played a little Splatoon 3, although I, I haven't upgraded my... I've chosen my team. I decided to go with grass. I had to be honest to myself but i got the shirt and i haven't played like any to actually upgrade the shirt to get ready for the event the splatfest yes uh i forgot it was splatfest weekend it's been a crazy week y'all uh but i'm going in right now to pick my team (laughs) (laughs) uh that's great so you haven't played it. You just went in to pick your team. Yeah, essentially. Had to I mean, make a statement, at least. Like, hey, this is the team I support. the winning team. Just in case anyone's wondering who is going to win, it's grass. Splatfest is so great. I love this. We also played uh, some Fall Guys. That was a lot of fun. We got a, a local. I didn't talk about that last week. I guess not necessarily local, but a, a custom lobby. We got up to like 30 people. Yeah. Yeah. We got, we, we had like 33 at the maximum in a custom lobby. And, and the max amount you can have is 60. That was super cool. We had a whole bunch of people there in the room. Uh, so Extra Life was held in this like auditorium ish type area. Big, huge room, tons of tables and, and chairs set up and all, all, these streaming setups but they also had a big projector on the on the top wall and 
so many people were playing the Fall Guys lobby we were in that they put our stream up on the big screen. So and, that, that and was it froze like 45 seconds later. Yeah. Yeah. We were frozen <laughs> most of the time making like the most ridiculous faces, but yeah, it, was, it was a lot of fun. I like forget what other games we played there. Wait, why? Why are there already results? It's the splat fast splat fast. <laughs> That's dat fast. <laughs> Shout out to retro logic splat fest sneak peek results. <laughs> Sneak. I think that's just for like who voted for what like percentages and whatnot, right? This is as even as it gets, man. Thirty three point seven one for grass, thirty two point five two for fire, and thirty three point seven seven point zero six more than grass. Fire water last wins place, by. which surprises yeah. me. That surprises me as well. I thought fire would be higher. Turns out. Firestarters are all a bunch of losers. Well, it turns out people don't like Fry for some reason. I'm pretty sure it has more to do with the Pokemon. I hope. Wait, which uh, one's Big Man? Is Big Man water? Yeah, he's that, water. That could be skewing things just a little bit. Uh, he, he's water. <laughs> yeah, he is. Which I feel like is weird. I feel it shouldn't Shiver be water. But they're like, well, it doesn't make sense to make big man grass. I mean, he's a water thing. Like, they're all water things. What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, just because of their names doesn't, like, dictate what they'll like. I she mean, is blue. <laughs> She's a blue character. And what does it have to do with people's preferences? <laughs> Uh, I, I guess she, I, she's like, I may love the color blue, but grass is the best type. I mean, does I, she have I, a choice fair. over her blue coloring, or is she just born blue? I feel like their hair color changes all the time. It hmm. sort of depends on... Uh, what team you're on. This is what color your hair is. So it can't be too crazy. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I thought I thought it was dyed. All right. Anyways, what else have you been playing? <laughs> like, uh, I'm just so distracted by this. And then just a little bit of a practicing for our speed run. Just race. a little bit. Yep. And wow, I, am I so good at all these old Mario games? Oh, yeah, man. I basically am down to like 10 minutes for each game i mean basically oh i basically did all three of my games in 10 minutes oh wow <laughs> i yeah i don't know if you noticed but i set a lot of uh, new world records in my two and a half hours of practicing i've done pretty fantastic yeah we oh, had a lot I of time find out i i can't wrong warp in super mario bros 3 that is yeah. against the rules yeah i didn't know that. So will approximately, according to my math, take me about uh, four times longer to feed <laughs> it. <laughs> Is there not like f any shortcuts at, in the end game? You just have to beat through the whole last world. You just have to beat through the whole last world. And you have to run over those three spaces where the hands can randomly grab you. And you have to play a short level. For actual speed running, that is like the worst mechanic. Yeah. Because like, oh, I got grabbed. 
on one of these three, which I feel like happens like 90% of the time, and then you just have to restart. All these all these signs. Team Grass. Yeah. I have also been practicing my speed runs for Mario Hour. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Mario 64. That's where I have the most time I can save because my PB is 45 minutes <laughs> as of right now. And it's like, I, I mean, that's decent in combo with the other two games that I have because uh, my best time in Super Mario World has 14 minutes and 30 seconds, which I think is pretty, res pretty respectable. And we essentially have 20 minutes per game. So, yeah, I just need to really save time in Mario 64. I just mess up on different parts each time I do practice. It's like, it's like I, I got this easy the first day, and then the next day it's like, I, I can't do it anymore. What is happening? Like, why is this so hard all of a sudden? Yeah, my, so. my personal best in Super Mario Bros. 3 is uh, 21 minutes, which isn't very good. I mean, it's and decent it's if same. you can get all of them. It's the same three levels that yeah. I mess up in. If you can get all of them at that time, then it's pretty close to an hour. So. I don't think I'll be faster. We just on the other two. <laughs> I, I just wonder. I just wonder how it's going to go in an actual race. <laughs> that's that's yeah. my. Maybe we'll have to do like a practice where both of us are are going at the same time to tr to see how much we can think of, and maybe I should be learning some of these games <laughs> to, if if i maybe if one of us finishes early we'll pick up where the other person can't but we kind of planned for mario bros one to be like that but it seems like that's just gonna be on me <laughs> oh, yeah for sure there you go all righty uh sorry to jump around here on my thought process but i am choosing fire right now team we... fire starter listen I have picked the fire starter in every generation with the exception of gen three in which I played so many times that I've picked all three. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember the last time I actually chose a fire starter and it has been a while. It's going to be for this one, right? Foy Coco. Well, if I got the game, it would be. Oh, you're, you have to get it. Come on. Come I on. I don't think I do have to get it. <laughs> well, I'm I'm very excited for Pokemon, which is coming in a week as the day of this recording, a week from today. Yeah, that's pretty soon. It's it November came quickly. Uh, so yeah, I've been playing Mario. Jumping back to what I've been playing, I also have been playing a lot of Spelunky two still. Uh, I, it's an addiction. I have a problem. It really is. I also downloaded and played. A fantastic new game called, well, not new game, a fantastic game called Daddish, where you are a radish that is a dad saving his children in little platforming levels. It is fantastic. Micah, you should go buy this game right now. It's $2. That's why I bought it. Because I, I could buy like a single uh, McChicken. A single for $2. McChicken. Uh, I think that this vastly outclasses. Uh, a McChicken in its value. In and I've only played through one world. I don't know how many worlds there are. What if all the other worlds are terrible? Could be, could be. But so far, I like it a lot. The tutorial level 
it's just like get from one end to the other to teach you movement. And you get there, and the child's like, Dad, you saved me. He's like, yeah, well, you didn't really go that far. And the child goes, I am by far the laziest of all your children. That's true. <laughs> the writing is so good. <laughs> they, there's just like a, a small conversation at the end of every level where the dad talks to, to, their, to the kid. The daddish talks to the kid radish. And they're all hilarious. They're all very well done. So there you go. My glowing recommendation for Daddish, which is a trilogy even, and now I want to oh, buy wow. all the rest of them. <sighs> Anything else I'm playing this week? No. But I want to talk a little <laughs> bit more about Mario 64 and how this controller makes the game a billion times better. I, I, I kid you not. The camera. I thought you were going to say made it harder or something. No, no, no. The camp, like I, the first when I was first doing practice for Mario Hour using the Pro Controller, I was like, I think I got a side with Micah. The, these camera controls have not aged well. They are so bad. Like the it's wonky, and this game just hasn't aged that great. Somehow, because I have this controller. Everything um, just functions better. It's called nostalgia, and it's a placebo effect. <laughs> the, the controller. It's not a placebo effect. I think that the way the joystick is, like, you know, it's got the notches, and it's designed for this controller, and that just makes the movement a lot better. I was struggling to hit, like, all the tricks I needed to hit but using this controller has made the world of a difference. Um, that all being said, the camera still is wonky, but it's not nearly as painful to play with the N64 controller. I, I am actually enjoying it a lot more now, and it's back. It's back up in, in, my opin in the opinion polls for me. And then the Super Nintendo controller, well, also the ideal way to play super mario world <laughs> like these i i didn't really think you know i thought the pro controller would be fine it has a d-pad and the button the same button layouts there is such a difference made to being able to execute the tricks like flying with the cape is so much easier with the super nintendo controller and doing uh backwards long jump is so much easier with an actual n64 controller and I wonder how much better everything would be with actual hardware, too, instead of running on an emulator. So maybe these are some of the reasons that you're uh, not enjoying the N64 games as much. I'm pretty sure you're just crazy. I feel like you got... You're, you're coming to hang out here in, like, a little over a month. So you, I'll let you give it a shot. I you can try. I will throw myself as aggressively as humanly possible down your stairs if I agree that those controllers make a difference. No, don't do that's, that. That's how confident I am. I feel like it that makes you're a difference. That just crazy. I feel like it makes a big difference. Anywho, I mean, that's all I have to talk. That's because when you use the Pro Controller, do you actually use the D-pad for these older games? Well, not for the N64 games. 
You don't use well, the D-pad. You're missing out. Oh, man, no, I've been like doing the, something the 2D. wrong. Yeah, sometimes. It, uh, it really depends. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a 2D. If a game is 2D, I use a D-pad yeah. whenever I can. Yeah, it's so just I, I was wondering if maybe I'm just I'm just more used to using the D-pad on the Pro Controller. So maybe yeah. it's like a little bit less comfortable for you. Yeah. Maybe that was having some effect. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%, that's probably it. But the N64 controller, it's just... This thing is just weird shaped. The button and the button mapping for the N64 controller on the Switch Pro controller is just bad. So good. <laughs> no, it's bad. Like there's just too many buttons and not enough on the other controller to get everything quickly. So manipulating the camera in Mario 64 especially is a lot easier. Um, but also just Mario's movement just feels better. It's easier to hit it more precisely so that yeah that's all i have maybe really just some good old muscle memory true yeah from way back except i didn't play mario 64 on the original n64 excuse me yeah are you My, even a nintendo fan i have it now but as a kid we did not we didn't have it wow yeah yeah i'm a fake fan what i, I played mario 64 what i played mario 64 on was the ds version of mario 64 I liked that game a lot. I played through the whole thing. And that one has Luigi and Wario in it. And you start as Yoshi instead of Mario. I mean, it's already better than... Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. I, I wish they'd, like, remaster that. And bring that version up. That would, that would be cool. That, that would be a cool one to get. Um, That's all we got to talk about with uh, what we've been playing. So, what do you say we move on to the next segment of our show, and let's talk the Nintendo news. Wait, what did I just do? Okay, yeah, I, 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 I pushed a button wrong. But don't worry, we're here in the Nintendo news segment. All right, there's not, not a ton of news other than uh, the indie showcase, which we will, we will talk about here. But uh, first up, Mikey, you want to take the first news item there? It's more pokemon yeah. unites more pokemon your thing. unite adding another pokemon sableye on november 16th do you like sableye sableye's a favorite it's used a lot sableye's in... a real good shiny looking pokemon What's unless you've seen shiny sableye no what color is shiny sableye uh, it's gold Ooh. and i believe the gems in its eyes are red Ooh, very cool that's cool which I feel like, actually, I guess they're just kind of, nope, not red at all. I don't know where I got that supposed red eye thing from. But it's just very fitting with how it's like a gem-like creature and jewels and whatnot. And then he yeah. has a gold body. Yeah, I, I like Sableye's design. I, I think it's good. What generation is Sableye? Sableye Gen 3? It's got to be Gen 3. Feels too early. It's not Gen Four. I feel like I mean, oh, I guess he is Gen Three. Oh yeah, I'm freaking genius. <laughs> I know my Pokemon. That's right. Uh, but what what generation is Iglybuff? Gen Two. Iglybuff. Is Igglybuff the baby form of Jigglypuff? I'm not telling. It's Gen 2. 
they gave a whole bunch of baby i was like i don't remember when igglybuff became a thing yep gen 2 okay back on track to other things (laughs) (laughs) you don't want to just quiz me on it was huntail huntail huntail's huntail's gen 3 are you crazy We should There's, move on. It doesn't, it doesn't show easily. Oh, Generation 4. Oh, man. Man, that, that is right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Sableye joining Pokemon Unite. Next up, we got Mario Strikers Battle League gets a free demo. I don't think it's going to save this game. Sorry. Sorry to say. How dare you? I just feel like maybe this game doesn't need saving. I feel like it was dead on arrival, man. It didn't quite. It did not. It's it's probably my biggest regret purchase on the switch. Because I have not played it and I thought it was going to be a a big fun game. But when I played it, I was like, I'm just I just am not into it. And I don't think it's like necessarily that the game is bad. It's just not my thing. Mario Strikers is not my thing. I've tried it multiple times. And never like, could get like into two? it. I've played every game in the series at least once. Just oh, never... I just met on this newest one. You've played every Mario Strikers? Yeah. I've actually only played two Mario Strikers. Did you play the Wii one? Yep. You didn't play the GameCube one? Nope. Insane. Your GameCube stand. Like, well, that's there your are thing. So many incredible GameCube games coming out. There wasn't. You probably money would have loved it if you had it too. <laughs> I probably would have. Interesting. I I still think that one would be good. A f- nice, fun couch co-op or multiplayer game. Yeah, yeah. Playing, lo- playing locally makes all games better, but some games it makes extra better so good with words um you want to take the next news item mm-hmm. animal, animal crossing, crossing new horizons has become japan's best-selling game of all time oh uh, yeah that's what that's what we have this... of how much it sold but i forgot i think it was like 10 million in japan i was gonna say that that's why we have the sales data up here because we so we in in Discord we were talking about um the 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 community was talking about like how games are doing sales wise so you can see right now this is as of September thirtieth uh, Animal Crossing sits at number two at forty million and Mario Kart Eight Deluxe is at forty eight million I think by the end of this next fiscal period which I think is early next. It's like January time frame. Uh, Mario Kart 8 will pass 50 million units sold, which is just insane. It's wild. It's so many games. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's it's still getting content, which is really cool. Animal Crossing was like left in the dust, like it's 10 million behind now. But then you've got in the top 10, you have three different pokemon games yeah and i have a feeling 
uh, Scarlet and Violet are just going to do insane. I think I think so. I think they're going to. Pot- uh, do you think they have potential to overtake Pokemon Sword and Shield? Like Sword and Shield sold twenty five oh, million for sure. Really? I'm I'm not sure because it's so late. But also, Pokemon's just got a huge install base like always so brilliant diamond and shining pearl sold 14.9 million if this doesn't overpass that game in like seven days i'm gonna be so upset with all of humanity (laughs) it should because that game's not awesome like it's it's not bad but it's just like i mean it's also just a remake it's (laughs) i mean pokemon remakes i I think do sell very well well then, then the other one on the top 10 which is in 10th place is Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, which I think was overtaken by Ring Fit Adventure this last time. Ring Fit Adventure. Where does Arceus fall on the list? Arceus is not up yet. Or is it? It should be. I was like, I feel like there's no way. Like Arceus should have definitely sold better than Diamond and Pearl. Um, supposedly as of September it has sold just under 14 million yeah so it's right it's right up there I mean it's it's it's, it upsets me it's within a million of let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee how is it not past diamond and pearl so i don't know i don't know i don't know where scarlet and violet's gonna land it's a new mainline game though yeah i I feel feel like arceus kind of rehyped a lot of people yeah i sincerely a lot of mainline people are still hyped so i think it has the potential to bring a lot of the people that have kind of fallen away a little bit back into the fold i sincerely hope that we get uh that that it passes pokemon sword and shield because I, it looks to be a better game in almost every capacity that I've seen. So, not that Sword and Shield are bad, but they just didn't quite live up to my expectations. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what we got for news. Talking Animal Crossing becomes Japan's best-selling game of all time. Very cool. So the next chunk of the Nintendo news, let's talk about the Indie World Showcase that we live reacted to just before starting recording here. Uh, A lot of great games shown off. We started off the presentation with a game called Venba, which is like a cooking game uh, where you cook traditional Indian food. You're playing as like someone who has immigrated to Canada and trying to keep up their cultural culture through food looks like a pretty fun slice of life kind of game uh then we this is the wrong order here let me make sure i want to make sure i have these in the right order (laughs) uh let's see if i go to the nintendo official channel don't I have this up somewhere? I'm 
so bad with like the names of games i've already forgotten if i've forgotten like yeah i remembered thinking this one looked pretty cool goodbye world is the next one and that one looks like it's like a game where you play as indie developers making a game yeah trying to make a game but not making any of that sweet moolah yeah you do realize we're in a tight situation it's the thing i'm seeing <laughs> i'm like yep it's, it looks kind of it looks slightly creepy which, which is interesting i don't yeah. remember getting a creepy vibe from that yep, but then again the name up. is a little ominous yeah but it might be i mean play on words of like hello world gold programmer thing yeah oh maybe they're oh. giving up trying to create a game at the end is how it ends and they just their part-time jobs become their full-time jobs and it's just really depressing <laughs> that would be sad uh uh you want to take this next one we'll, we'll each we can have alternate. a nice death that one looked like yep a roguelike game I don't know if it's roguelikes or a way to describe it, but you're going yeah, through like a, a 2D platformer dungeon crawler. Murder everything. And there are lots of things happening. Corporate underworld, and you play as death. This one looks. This one's uh, on the the upper side of my of the games they showed. The next game on the list is AKA Aka, uh, and this one is like a animal crossing looking ish game where you play as this like retired soldier or something retired soldier panda bear (laughs) animal is this the one where you ride a a capybara yeah you you take a nap on it yeah you take a nap on a capybara it's like that's pretty cool you can like water things your plants and you face your the ghosts of your past so there's a lot to it but this one didn't stand out to me so and then they showed off pepper grinder you were pretty stoked about this one yeah anything by devolver digital gets my attention ever since enter the gungeon yeah and it's got that it's got that seal of quality that devolver digital seems to have on their games this is like shovel knight drill dozer uh looks looks really good looks pretty fun all righty moving on the next one was uh we were shown again coffee talk episode two which had been shown in a previous indie showcase i've heard great things about this game mainly through our buddies over at the all n nintendo podcast they've done an indie showcase on this game and talked in depth about it it's a, a chill game where you like are a barista in a alternate universe version of like seattle where monsters are people (laughs) and (laughs) 
like like there's humans but there's also monster people with like horns and there's like an or they they specifically mentioned an orc game designer <laughs> like yeah. okay so yeah it looks good i may give this one a try and they showed oni road to be the mightiest oni which kind of seems like kind of like a a dark souls that's mm -hmm. not quite so dark i say that about every game that involves rolling to dodge essentially <laughs> <laughs> if you can roll to dodge things it's oh a yeah dark it's, a, it's a, a souls like <laughs> i mean it does look very dark souls inspired you are absorbing demon souls it's like become the most powerful demon yeah it's, it had very interesting music choice for showing off like the teaser but the but it it was good so hopefully our video doesn't get dmca because it's like copyrighted music or something hopefully not uh and then next was shown off desta the wait what's what's this full title here desta the memories between and the trailer's like insane looking it's crazy like dodgeball yeah with it looks magic. like very intense dramatic dodgeball but then it turns out that it's a game where i, I mean it is a like a ball playing game of sorts but it's all in based grid rpg kind of something yeah but it's all like in a dream world it's 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 interesting looks cool but i don't know if i i don't know if i'll pick this one up they then showed a space for the unbound and i remember the name but not what the game was oh this yeah this is the one where it's like eat the popcorn <laughs> yeah they both touched hands and then we got to the next thing. <laughs> uh, it's it's like a story about romance, but then there's also psychic powers. And I, I don't. I... He helps a cat out of a tree. I'm not a hundred percent sure. They solve mysteries apparently. There's a cat that turns into a very big scary cat creature. It it seemed interesting. I'm like not 100% sure what it is like. But if you want to get a taste of it, you actually can play a demo on Steam. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, it, the vibes I'm getting is that like the girl has psychic powers and he, they start to, to, to fall in love, but then... Uh, yeah, I don't know. That makes it sound like it's like a Scott Pilgrim game. It doesn't seem like that at all. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And then... We have Dordong... Dordongshna? Dordongsh? I don't remember. It's like a, a Y-ish sound there. Dordongsh? Dordonya or something? Dordonya. Yes, that's right. Dordonya. <laughs> Uh, Dordogne is <laughs> butchered that for like 10 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> this game looks really 
really interesting. It's a watercolor painting come to life, essentially. And you're playing as this girl who is visiting her childhood, like summer cottage, visiting her grandma. And so she is reliving the memory. So you play as past her and as adult her. It's like Ocarina of Time. But practically the same game. Yeah, practically. Uh, and, and it just looks really cool. The art style looks really cool. Definitely a unique way to go. Yeah. And they showed Botany Manor. For all you plant lovers and people who like growing plants, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Muggles Moo, for sure, going to be gonna be playing this one this is like such a, a, a muggles move kind of game it it looks pretty fun it's like it's it's kind of puzzle like it looks looks like yeah you have to, to like figure put out. the the plants in the best spots for them so that they grow yeah oh yeah i'm seeing in the trailer they're like activate this thing that helps the plant grow like putting i can't tell if it's air or if it's playing music yeah, that looks pretty fun. And then the next game is one I'm pretty excited about. In fact, after this podcast recording, I'm going to go check it out. Uh, prob- probably pick it up. Once Upon a Jester. And just the it opening. Had a very strong intro. <laughs> just the opening scene is like, yo, cool dinosaur costume oh, no, not, not cool it's sick sick cro- yeah. crocodile costume. oh yeah yeah yo sick crocodile costume like it's a dragon dude <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they go up and so like the concept of the game is that you are trying to become the best like improv stage performers and one of you is a sock puppet <laughs> other one is like this weird jester guy the art style is fantastic i i'm very intrigued by it so like the game sold me right off the bat and then the developers come on and they have like actual puppets and they're like oh shoot the camera's recording and then they talk about their game i'm like this is this is a good game i'm i'm i want to i want to try this one out for sure it seems like it will be very funny and very entertaining to play yeah 100 percent Oh, they spent a lot of time on this one in the in the presentation. That got a big chunk. So, yeah. Next game, Micah. They showed off Rogue Legacy 2. Yeah, this also looks really good. Could we actually, could we just pause here and be like, hey, these indie showcases are just so terrible for my wallet. <laughs> these are horrible. I, I, I'm this like. Is why, this is why I try and skip these things. Yeah, <laughs> we can't we can't I watch. Buy, these. I don't buy great games if I don't know about them. <laughs> it's, it's true. There's so much to play. And I just I, I'm like, looked at this one was like, oh, man, this looks super awesome. I got uh, what's that one game that we played a bunch of Castle Crasher, not, ca- not uh, Castle Crashers, Rampage Nights. Yeah, I had the same thought. It looks like this looks like a single player rampage nights but it's kind of more it's more of a platformer for sure it's not a 3d isometric style yeah yeah but when he like first started and then he got something that made him bigger that was my first thought as well yeah and it has the same kind of goofy art 
style. Like <laughs> one of the things that shows in the trailer, they got they got beat up by a clown and turned. They died being turned into a clown themselves. They got like a big clown nose, and then they're like, "Ugh, <laughs> like oh okay." The worst way to go. The worst way. And then next we saw some more of Blanc, which was shown in a previous indie showcase. This is a game where you play uh, co-op as a deer and a little wolf cub to, I don't know what they're trying to do. Go go somewhere? Yeah, that's a good question, actually. I, I don't either. The whole game is in black and white and just very artsy. It's like a pencil... It's like a pencil uh, drawing come to life looks, looks really fun was this the start of their kind of montage yeah then then it? we jump into the montage here uh wrestle quest wrestle quest which looks pretty good it's it's a wrestling game but it's an rpg like a turn-based rpg yeah which interesting concept cool idea the art style looked good wobble dogs i don't know what's good going name, on in this one for sure it's like it looked like Nintendo dogs, but the dogs are very wobbly. You <laughs> like build their little room and like a pet sim. Then they showed Storyteller. Storyteller. Which had things in it and you, such. You move uh you move oh, characters right. onto panels in like a comic book, essentially, and it changes like the story the story yeah. yeah this one seems pretty cool I'd... it's very good if you if if anybody wants to see uh like an early look at that our buddy seth over at all end did a first look at that uh when it was a steam next fest demo and it looks very fun there's a lot of cool things you it can looks do like you it. can still download a demo on steam if you so desire nice nice that's one i'll keep an eye out on for sure uh, World of Horror. I don't remember too much about this one. It was like black and white, kind of like psychedelic horror game. Got, couldn't tell if that would be. There was a world in it. There's world. There's horror. What more do you need to know? Yeah, it didn't really give me vibes of like, this is scary. I, do, I don't. It almost gave me like missing no vibes a little bit. Like yeah. Some like kind of wonky things going on. Yeah. Seems like it'd be good for some people. <laughs> Not <laughs> for us. <laughs> if you have horror in the name, I'm sorry, I'm going to pass. <laughs> they showed a uh, curse of the sea rats. Which is like a, a, I believe like a 2D platformer beat em up kind of a thing. And then Inscription, which I have heard just fantastic things about. It's scored extremely high everywhere. Uh, and so it's finally coming to Switch. I, th I think I'll probably pick this one up, even though it looks kind of creepy. It does look a little bit scary, but it's, it's like this weird combo of tabletop game. Like you're playing a tabletop game, but there's like stuff happening in the room around you and it's supposedly just really really good definitely gonna check that one out yeah so they're gonna go in your slightly scary game backlog right behind fnaf <laughs> slightly scary fnaf was just freaking terrifying to me i did not like that 
Uh, I mean, I didn't uh, particularly enjoy the game, but I did really enjoy your reactions to things <laughs> in the game. Man, I jump scared so bad. There, you don't even do anything. They're not enter. They're not fun games. I. <laughs> like the concept of like going to a door and turning on and off lights and it's oh, it like, like also oh, close holding the, the door. door closed hold the door closed if you hear breathing and it's just like this isn't fun all it does is build up to a jump scare and i know it's happening but i still get jump scared and, it, and it's like this isn't it's, it's, I, not for me it's for a lot of other people though because yeah. that game series is very popular <laughs> yeah, my, my niece who is currently approximately eight years old yeah I really enjoy those games yeah did do, do, do you have questions about your family now that you know that they let their daughter play that game like that well i don't know if she actually plays it she just sometimes sees other people play it and enjoys oh, it no i, I, I mean, she also also giving them a hard time there uh, that's uh, goosebumps she just likes scary things not me no thanks. My wife keeps trying to say that I need to was was trying to convince me that I need to play it in a dark yes, space in the dark. And I'm like, please, no, <laughs> absolutely not. I got jump scared so bad in a room in broad like daylight. People, there are like so tons loud. of people in there, and I still got. Uh, but you need to do it in the scary room. Then you also need to have some like audio around the room of just heavy breathing. Well, I will need to play it with like surround sound in like a tiny dark room by myself. That would be no, I think horrifying. I think a big dark room would be. Oh better. no. <laughs> yeah, just like cuz oh, you know gosh. something could be in there with it. Oh gosh. Yeah, no, I don't want to do that at all. No thanks. Uh we got totally sidetracked here. Next one's you. Yep, a little to the left. Just like a organizational kind of game where you organize things, and it, it except the there's you can do... except there's a monster, a cat that's constantly messing up your your organization. Uh, but also, you can pet the cat, and the cat's adorable. Yeah, so, so makes up for it messing up all your stuff. True, dat. True, dat. And then last, but certainly not least, they're like, "Hey, we got an update sports story." Look at all these new sports that are going to be in it, and it's coming out in December. Exciting stuff. So, of this list, I thought there's there's only a couple games that I'm like hard pass. I I, I won't be playing that, you know, like World yeah. of Horror. <laughs> uh, but most of these, I'm like these are all pretty good games. Uh, there's the the standouts to me personally are. Once Upon a Jester, like, by far took it away from me for, for the presentation. Um, and then, I guess, Inscription is, is the next oh, one that I'm like. Th those two are the ones. But Inscription was not due to this presentation. That was just due to what I heard about it previously. How about yourself? What, what games stood out to you? Because I think you had a lot that also stood out to me, but I don't yeah. want to take yours. They're all, most of the ones that stood out to me are actually kind of similar gameplay why it looks it looks like but have a nice death and mm -hmm. pepper grinder and yeah, pepper grinder and also good. once upon a jester but rogue legacy 2 
and i don't know actually kind of that oni road to be the mightiest oni yeah that does look that pretty good potential i don't know something about the art style i just really enjoyed there you go well if you are watching this on youtube or listening uh hit us up on our social medias and discord or leave a comment so what you thought of the indie showcase what was your favorite part these are so good. I like watching these a lot. Like I said earlier, these are terrible for my wallet just because there's so many good indie games on the Switch and coming to the Switch. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I just got to stop looking at the list because I'm like, oh, man, maybe I could get this game and this game and this game. Uh, so let's come over here to the next segment of our show, to the rumor mill. Caution. Pokemon has completely leaked online. Uh, Scarlet and Violet. This happens every Pokemon game. It's just not as tight-lipped as Nintendo. It's also way... Like, as Nintendo first-party titles typically are. It's because it's Pokemon Company handles it. Uh, but it's also because it's just huge. It's a huge company. It's a huge franchise. And it's constantly under attack by leakers so just be aware of that uh don't don't be don't be uh looking online if you don't want to be spoiled yep yep might be a little difficult but if you just never use any internet, internet. you should be safe you're or safe also don't talk to your friends True. Or strangers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. And All those things. Safe. And that's besides that, we don't have really anything to talk about in the rumor mill. So why don't we move to the next segment of our show and let's answer community submitted questions and topics in the community corner. All right, Micah. First off, we got a series of questions from Mute Dog that I answered last week that I will shoot your way this week get your opinion on who has the most grading personality Rivali. <laughs> Rivali or falco it's Rivali. <laughs> the worst yeah i feel so much hatred towards him and <laughs> not even i fully understand why but he is just terrible I feel like, and uh, in the Discord, you and I were both mentioning, there were a lot of people that said Falco over Rivali. Which was mind-boggling. Y'all, this is, ins this is sort of insane. I feel like maybe we're letting Seth, aka $2 Hero, talk a little bit too much pro-Rivali propaganda. Uh, Rivali is not that cool <laughs> yeah i mean imagine i mean falco can be a little irritating i understand but yeah. he backs it up imagine if falco talked himself up the same and then he flew like slippy toad that's like what Ravali does it seems like he talks himself up and he's like incredible and then he loses in the one fight you know about <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to save him and he still bad mouths you it's true i mean yeah he did he did lose to Ganon. Uh I don't know. I don't I liked I, I like the character as an addition to the series. 
but I hate him. If that makes sense. <laughs> I like him because he's so awful, you know? It's just um, everything I don't like about people in one person. <laughs> All right, next question for you, Micah. Would you rather dress like Link or Mario? Definitely Link. Not a fan of overalls. Oh, okay. They're not very comfortable. Have you I mean, tried Link's overalls? Outfit, uh, in ye olden days, I tried them. <laughs> I haven't tried overalls what? since I was like four. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I've tried them since. So maybe they're more comfortable than I'm thinking, but I don't they're think they really would be. Not. Yeah. Pretty confident. Overalls look so good with sandals, though. Says I'm Monkey Thunder. Relatively in chat. confident, they do not. <laughs> Uh, but Link's outfit's just pretty cool and pretty versatile. Like it, it's functional for a lot of different activities. So many activities where overalls, I think, are a bit more restrictive. But it also depends on which Link outfit you're wearing. Which Link outfit's your favorite? Uh. Wind Waker. Are you going to really say crab Wind Waker? Shirt. Oh, the crab shirt. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I meant like tunic. Absolutely. No, no, no. Green, like green classic link tunic. Also Wind Waker. I gotta look. I mean, I gotta see some pictures. I mean, I do I, like he has that cool belt, but one of them does show like the chain link underneath. That's pretty cool. That's Twilight that's, Princess. That's Twilight my favorite Princess. one. That's that my favorite one. Sounds pretty like it should. It's like this was something you could actually use in battle. Yeah, and it's and it's thin. Uh, where a lot of like, like Skyward Sword, his uh whole outfit's kind of baggy, which is fine, but it doesn't look as good to me as the Twilight Princess one. I mean, I, that one might be my favorite, and if not, then it's Wind Waker, because all the uh -huh. other ones kind of just blend together. I guess so. Ocarina of Times is bad. Thing. Ocarina of Times outfit is bad. I can't believe you would say that. <laughs> oh man, I mean it's just straight uh, skirt and tights. <laughs> and it looks especially funny in the promo art where he's like crazy buff. <laughs> it's it's it it doesn't look that I like it's iconic, but I feel like they have done a better job with with Link's outfit in all subsequent <laughs> uh, Legend of Zelda's. Just like every aspect of that game has been improved in every subsequent Zelda game. Let's see here. Every Link's outfit. And you can, the, you can actually get all of them in Breath of the Wild, which is pretty cool. Including all their different hairs, which are very similar. But yeah, the I just think I just think the uh, tights, just the straight tights, are a bit a bit much. Um, I also am not a fan of the tunic of the wild, the newest one. I think that's, that looks so great, but that's not really Link's outfit in that game. His outfit is truly the like hero's tunic yeah, and i think that's a like... pretty good good look no the tunic of the wild is the thing you get when you get all the shrines all the shrines yeah His and they 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 made the it wild thing or whatever is the blue one right 
Yeah, they made it yeah. look like the classic Link, where, I mean, he's just not wearing pants. It's just a it's long a little, tunic. a little short. Yeah. It, I'm not, could, I'm, be, it could be longer. Uh, like Link, Link, Link in shorts, eh, not, not my favorite look. I think the the Twilight Princess definitely has like the most practical medieval armor look to it. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Skyward Swords, I think, is probably the second. It was a close second. Fierce Deity, if that counts, is also pretty cool. But I mean, I think his Twilight Princess invincibility armor, if you have rupees, is the best. The red one, potentially. Yeah, that one. That one is pretty cool. Breath of the Wild just has the coolest armor sets. I really oh, like yeah, the, sure. the knight armor that you can get. That one's, that one's cool. All right. Uh, next question for you. What's the last Nintendo game you bought? Uh, I believe Splatoon 3. That's what I said as well. Nice. Is that the last game you purchased, period? Or have you purchased any other games? I think that's the last game I purchased. Mike is on a budget, man. He's not. He's not spending all them dollary dues on on games like me buying daddish over here. <laughs> uh, okay, and lastly, which Breath of the Wild champion's power do you like slash use the most? I hate so Uh-oh. much that I'm going to say this, Uh-oh. but it's definitely Rivali's Gale. He's the <laughs> absolutely the worst of the champions, but has the most useful ability, and I hate it. Yeah, I I said that as well. I was like, as a casual player, that was my go-to. But now that I know like speedrunning tricks, it's almost That's useless. Cheating though, it's almost useless, and I feel good about making Rivali useless. Take that, Rivali. Uh, and and so in that case, I guess I'm like, I guess Mifa. <laughs> yeah, Mifa. I'm. It's definitely a good one because you die a lot. Yeah. Like also, but Ur- Urbosa. Oh, Daruk. I was say Urbosa is is okay like that ability like there, are, there are a lot of these guys and they're annoying me i'm just going to nuke all of them yeah and then you're done with them yeah but but it just doesn't feel like it's super useful like necessary kind of how it... i feel about daruks i just really if you, if you just dodge attacks and never have you never have to block yeah but daruk does like automatic parrying which i think is pretty nice if you struggle with that it just seems like you get like i don't remember you get like a few blocks and then you mm-hmm. just like can't use it for so long yeah it just feels like you can't I mean, really it's the same with all of it at all it's same with all of the abilities you can yeah but i mean it's something. you can choose whether or not to use herbosas if you just want to regular block something i don't think you can oh, right it's yeah just, you're right you yeah. use it up and then it's gone until the time limit yeah 100 percent. you're right all right. Well, thanks again for the questions, Mute Dog. Appreciate you asking those. Um, let's go to the next question from the Magnificent King, aka Presto, the Magnificent. Shout out to Off the Wall, great podcast hosted by Presto, uh, who asks, "What's the best game that came out in?" Do you want to answer for 98 since you missed last week? I was like, did we? I can't remember if I, I did last. I've part I, of that. No, you weren't there for the 98. Mm-hmm. This is your chance mm-hmm. to shout out Ocarina of Time. <laughs> Robotron 64. 
the best game. Also the first on the list of games I'm looking at. <laughs> Let's see. Hmm. What? Pokemon. Absolutely. I I I said Ocarina of Time, and then with oh, a close second. Star Wars Rogue Squadron. That can't it's... be the one I'm thinking of. I played. I'm, the one I played was on the GameCube. I think it must have been two or something. Well, I absolutely don't want to say Ocarina of Time. <laughs> that's for sure. Well, that's that's a shame, Ica. Truly a shame. Why are there no Ooh. good games that came out? Pokemon. The original Pokemon came out in 98. Mm, is that really that good of a game? You may never know. It, did you say Ocarina of Time? I said Ocarina of Time, yeah. I guess I'll go with Pokemon. Started off just a monster of a franchise. When did Pokemon Snap come out? I want to say 1999. Go. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at a 99 list here. Okay. So, 1999. What is the best game? That's the next question. What was the best game that came out in 1999? I mean, I do really want to say Pokemon Snap, but I have to go with the truly best game of 1999, which is NFL Blitz 2000. That came out in 99, but it's 2000? You know how they like them sports games and cars, actually, also do that. But yeah, NFL Bliss 2000, incredible. What about Pokemon Gold and Silver? No. Really? No. You're saving for those is Crystal. Which came out a year later. Ah, big brain strats by Micah. Um, uh, I'm checking. Super Smash Bros. is what I'm gonna pick. Came out in 1999. That, that like that has to be my pick. <laughs> there, there's nothing else on here that holds a candle to the original Smash Bros. It's just it was the first one. It's such a good game. It's such a good idea. But at the same time, you can practically do all that fighting in NFL Blitz 2000. Plus, you get to play football. No. Nope, nope, nope. Not even remotely comparable. <laughs> <laughs> NFL Blitz 2000 is pretty great. I'm, I'm glad that you're, you're shouting that one out for all the sports game fans out there that we never appeal to <laughs> ever. Yeah. Doing it for you guys. Sorry, Chris, Chris HL94. For, for, for all that we do not do. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's a good one. But yeah, Smash Bros for me. Next question from Spider Shan, who asks, question for the show. What is the best uh what is the best enemy from the Hammer Bros family? I'm gonna is go it? ahead and say uh the boomerang bro in Super Mario Bros. 3 because in my opinion, it is the easiest one to beat. Hmm. 
I want I want to say I don't know what they're called. What are the, what are these ones called? They're just called Hammer Bros. I like the Hammer Bros that have frying pans in Mario Odyssey. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't. I, I was like, do they have a special name? Uh, they should yeah. be like Frying Bros or something. Yeah, Cooking Bros. I just, yeah, I just pretty good. think that fro- throwing frying pans is is awesome. But there's like a whole bunch of different Hammer Bros. Uh, there's these ones the ones in super mario world are like on these flying platforms that that go back and forth they they're they're pretty tough then in mario maker i these are in other games but in mario maker you got that like fat hammer bros oh yeah they got them in super mario bros 3 i've only seen one of them in that game while practicing and yeah so there's there's a bunch here. Ah, here you go. A video that's evolution of Hammer Bros. You got them all in Mario Bros. 3. Yeah, Super Mario World has the flying ones. And then they kind of return to the classic style in new Super Mario Bros. Oh, no, they have the big ones in there, too. Then they just kind of become what they always have been and always are for the rest of forever. They're extra tall in Mario Galaxy. While I'm looking at footage of Mario Galaxy's Hammer Bros. They're like twice Mario's height. Which doesn't seem right for a full Mario. (laughs) But who who cares? Sizing doesn't matter in the Mushroom Kingdom, obviously. Um, Thanks so much for the question, Spider-Shan. Next question. You want to ask the next one, Manka? course from lpd what's better life the board game or life the cereal life the cereal are you insane you don't like life cereal obviously life the board game you you don't like life cereal maybe i really love life cereal but i just think life the board game is even better i think think life huh i think life the board game you be careful with what comes out of your mouth next. It's pretty bad. It could end our friendship. <laughs> it could end our friendship. Have we ever played life? Obviously together? not. Yeah. <laughs> or you would come away with a true appreciation of a classic. Of a classic. It's probably one of my least favorite games. In in my life. I don't own it because yeah, but I, you I also think Carcassonne is the best board game. That's because Carcassonne is the best board game. Absolutely not true. You think life is better than Carcassonne? Well, I didn't say that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, hold on well, a second. They're pretty comparable. Um, no, not. No, no, they're not. What would you say is the best board game of all time? Since we're on this subject, what's what's your favorite board game ever? Well, I might be tempted to say Gloomhaven Digital. I don't know if I'd say the board game is actually the best. Just because the digital is so convenient in so many other ways. I mean, I think you can just say Gloomhaven in general. That you you 
you like the gameplay of that because it's because it's at its core really like spirit island i've only played that with you a couple times but i really enjoyed that one yeah that one's good i i'm i i thought uh, you were gonna say mansions uh, of madness that's what i thought you were gonna say mansions of it's madness. been a while since i've played mansions so I'd... but that is a good one as well if you like those kinds of games i am just learning while watching this that hammer bros in super mario world didn't exist in the original super mario world but they added them in for mario maker So it's like a completely, completely. (laughs) Well, fine. If you don't care. I just think that's cool. Well, I just said that was cool. (laughs) Cool story, bro, is what you say when when whatever I'm saying is dumb. No, if you say tell it again, then you think it's dumb. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I was going to say I thought you'd say Mansions of Madness. That's For, definitely up there. Yeah, you you listed off. So it's like it's it depends on like the category of games for me. I definitely think if if you're uh, going Secret Hitler, actually, that's another with the right group of people. That is a very fun. If you're going for a standard game that everybody can play, it's not like because like Spirit Island is not a first time gamer game <laughs> you know what i mean yeah I was, like, I don't, not really any of the games i mentioned were <laughs> yeah yeah carcassonne is the is my favorite like simple game because the rules are simple but the strategy is pretty yeah i mean essentially huge. the first time you play you're not going to know what you're doing at all so you're probably going to get smoked except unless you're me of course <laughs> Uh, which i believe i somehow ended up winning like one of the first times i played and i don't understand i like i had no idea what i was doing which i feel like says a lot maybe that's why i don't even like the game all that much because i did well and i was like i don't know why i did well yeah so that that's what i pick for like a simple everybody like i recommend everybody have carcassonne in their gaming library because it's one you can bring newcomers into easy to teach easy to learn but very fun to play or another but, simple one, Not Alone. Not it's alone. The, the alien asymmetrical. One? Yeah. Like one's the alien that essentially try and find where people are hiding and you hide in certain spots on your turn to get certain resources. Yeah. That one's more simple. But if I have to pick a single game, I. Oh, no. Okay. This is an easy answer. It's Pandemic Legacy for me. Uh, those games are fantastic. All, every every version. I think my favorite season two, but I I like I've liked all of them. Uh, I need. Do they have three? Three. three? Oh. Mm-hmm. And they each take place over different time periods. Three sort of a prequel, and they they do the stories do build in them, but not like the same characters progressing through because they're completely different time periods season one is modern day season two is future and season three is like cold war era so yeah uh but besides that i was gonna say the lord of the rings game that i got last year two years ago for my birthday and you played that one time i've played a couple times you've played a few 
Oh, yeah, nice. played a few times. I, I want to play it more because it is that good. It's very, very well done. It combines a lot of what I like about Mansions of Madness and Gloomhaven into one game. Yeah. I You've played it. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I played it once with Oso, Eli. Yeah. And company. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And it, yeah, it's pretty similar to Mansions of Madness, just Lord of the Rings themed. And not uh, Lovecraft. Man, now I want to play all these board games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, too long. yeah, it has. It has been too long. Too bad we don't live closer. We play a lot more of these. We'll probably yeah. play a bunch when you come up and visit. So. Oh, for sure. Um, all right. Well, this is totally off track from the original question LPD asked, but thank you for asking, LPD. Life the board game or life the cereal? I pick cereal. Micah picks the board, board game. game. Not a fan of cereal that's even trying to be healthy for you. Yeah. <laughs> Third strongest mole says, "All I know is life is good." Love that. Great wow. vibes. Life, life, the life. <laughs> What's what is better? Life, the life. All right, and then we have one more question to close it out here. From I can't see on Discord. This was on Discord. Yes. Uh, I know Halloween is over, but here's a question. If there's a ghost... Here's a good question. A good question. They're very confident that is a good question. If there's a ghost... judge of that. <laughs> if there's a ghost in your home, who are you calling? The Ghostbusters? The Winchesters? That's the guys from... Supernatural. Supernatural, right? Okay. Yeah, so I was like, I don't watch that show. Uh, or Luigi. And I just gotta say, this is a good question. And it has one correct answer. Why don't you go first, Andros? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Why are you setting this precedent that there's only one bright answer? Because I know what it is. It's Luigi. Hands down, I'm picking Luigi to come. Absolutely. Yeah. What are you he'll <laughs> take care of those ghosts, and he'll throw in a little bit of comedic showing <laughs> for it as well. You won't even be scared. You'll be Listen, enjoying. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't want. I don't want the Ghostbusters or the Winchesters around me. They, they are magnets for very, very bad things. Luigi. I mean, the worst it gets for Luigi is King Boo, and King Boo's not that scary, you know. So that's that's. That's oh, how I feel. Yeah, until he possesses a headless Bowser. That also, true, that was kind of horrifying. Yeah, I mean, the Ghostbusters, I feel like they'd take care of the ghost. You'd probably survive, but your house would be a mess. The Winchesters, true. it seems like there's probably about a 20 to 25% chance you would die. <laughs> also true. Maybe up to upwards of like a 40% chance you would die. But Luigi, nah. You're going to be okay. 100% success, success rate. <laughs> You're no one has died on his watch and it's not dangerous it's not like like it is dangerous but not nearly as dangerous as how the ghostbusters and the winchesters take care of things i mean the winchesters are like freaking actually fighting ghosts with like real weapons and and like they're punching them and stuff no <laughs> something like that <laughs> no luigi luigi all the way we need it we need a, a nice clean it's like a cleaning service he's a plumber he knows his profession. He's a professional. And 
I mean, he's the best, uh, the best potential spouse <laughs> of of all time, as Amen previously previously deemed on on our previous list like you missed last <laughs> this last episode giving alt costumes for every character in smash bros and it ended up being like half of them was just i want a shirtless i was like i promise i promise this is not what i actually want but it just would be so good shirtless luigi <laughs> would be so great <laughs> And he, I mean, you know, Luigi's secretly jacked. Oh, he's just that. ripped. <laughs> like he takes off a shirt and somehow he is bigger than with, <laughs> with, with the shirt on. Oh, That's yeah. Good. He wears very like tight and restri- restrictive clothes to contain his muscles. Yeah, it's like compression. <laughs> it's yeah. a compression suit. <laughs> uh, that, that's too good. Well, that's all we got for the community corner. So let's move to the last segment of our show and jump to the pal topic. And in today's pal topic, we're going on a little virtual field trip. (laughs) Micah and I went to New York City for a charity event and a meetup with our buddies, the Nintendo dads at, so the charity event was uh, in in New York. It was in Rome, New York, but the meetup was at the Nintendo New York store. So we both went to the Nintendo New York store for the first time. And Micah, how was it? It was pretty good. Oh, so on brand. Love it. Uh, we had a great time. I had a, I had a fantastic time. That store is dangerous for my wallet, even more so than indie showcases. Indie showcases are significantly it's, cheaper. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, so I had a, a a pretty big budget that I had received as birthday gift money. It was like this is what this is for. I have to use it here at the store. So, uh. So I did, and I got Super Nintendo controllers, N64 controllers. Sorry, Using a. my account to prove that yeah. you had NSO. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so when you buy NSO controllers from the store, you have to prove that you have NSO, which I think is interesting. I, it must just be to limit quantity, because they did say like only one per per account yeah and i couldn't get logged in because i have a new phone and i i didn't have my login info uh handy so i was like i was like i don't know what we'll do my micah had his handy so yeah so technically those are like my controllers (laughs) um i paid micah back i got you a shirt true that it's a pretty great shirt it's not this shirt it's not that shirt no it is uh link in Central Park, feeding pigeons. Yeah. And even better, it's Wind Waker Link. So. Yeah. And it's a real picture of Central Park <laughs> and yeah. real pigeons. But Link is Link <laughs> from Wind Waker, like a 2D cartoony style Link. Uh, but the joke of Link in Park, too good. 
too good not I to have buy. wonder if that i feel like that's probably not even on purpose <laughs> it's just random uh yeah i got some really cool uh really cool shirts i got a nintendo new york logo one that has a bowser on it and it says where people where everyone comes to play or something like that uh and got got the nintendo new york uh i've got a breath of the wild logo shirt and what's cool about that one is on the on the left back side there's a sheikah slate left whatever direction there's a sheikah slate on the side printed onto the shirt which which is cool um what else did I get? I got the Miyamoto Pikmin shirt from the latest Pikmin 4 announcement. I was like, I have to. This is so cool. So good. A Yoshi, a Yoshi shirt that was like screamed Micah, but I was like, I want this shirt. This looks pretty cool. Yeah, what was he? He's munching something. He was going for a shy guy. It was a shy guys. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to remember all the shirts I got. I think that's all the shirts I got, got the jacket. most the most comfortable jacket I have ever had. It's so it's so comfy and it's got the traveler shield in the front painting job on on the front. And with that, I also got some Breath of the Wild sweatpants, <laughs> which is also very comfortable. All of the clothes from Nintendo from the Nintendo store are very nice, very high quality clothing. I'm very excited to own nice Nintendo merch because what I typically have bought has been from like print offs online uh, and they fade pretty quickly. These seem like they're going to last a lot longer. Hopefully. Uh, what else did I get? Got some pins. Oh yeah, they have exclusive pins, uh, exclusive pins there at the store that you can that you can pick up. And I was like, yeah, we'll get those. They were what, like two bucks a piece, six bucks a piece, uh, six or seven. I can't remember if they're six ninety nine or five ninety nine. I think they were six, five, but if you got them as the keychain, they were seven. Essentially, six yeah. ninety nine and five ninety nine. Solo something. Some, like that. Solo something in the chat says that the clothes do hold up. He says that his Zelda shirt is still growing strong after three years. Nice. Good That's to know. Good. Yeah, so I very much was happy with all, all of the clothing purchase. Uh, also got a Kirby hat. My kids are loving the Kirby hat. We brought home, so I picked up some souvenirs for the kids. Uh, a Wario and Waluigi plushie and a Kirby plushie. And then also two sticker books, one for Breath of the Wild and one for Animal Crossing. And they love that. They love the sticker books, and there are stickers all over my house. <laughs> all over. Uh, they're cool stickers, so I can't be too upset. Yeah. But the vibes of the store, what did you think going in there? Uh, it was real cool. They had some pretty nice decorations hanging around that a giant like Bowser breaking out of a wall. Yeah, and he was Mario next to like a, he was next to a giant pole. DK barrel too. Yeah, it has outlets so you can like charge your phone or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, oh man, I'm gonna charge my phone here. Uh, and then like the upper floor, there's 
that whole amiibo display. Yeah, it's showing off pretty much every amiibo. There were a ton of amiibo. It was it was really cool. And then showing off all the consoles. Oh yeah, yeah, and the, yeah. They had all these consoles. Uh, yeah, they had Splatoon stuff up in the window. Oh, and that gold Mario statue. Oh yeah, yeah. That someone in our group wanted to try and steal. Yeah, someone who who would want to steal that. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I uh, the store wasn't maybe as big as I was picturing, like for the merch side of things. A lot of the floor space upstairs, so there's that like big screen that they have and show all of the Nintendo Directs and stuff on, right? Uh, you can play demos of games on that, and there's also lots of little stations playing demos of games. So when we were there, uh, Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope was what was being played a kid was playing that on the big huge screen and i learned after i think from lpd that they actually host events up there so you can like rent out that space and have an event there like oh that would be sick that'd be super fun probably crazy expensive yeah probably but pretty cool we also got the full experience when we got there there was a line yep for the Scarlet Violet Switch. Yeah, it was the day that the Pokemon Special Edition Switch OLED launched. And so there was a huge line. And then it wasn't, they didn't even have the stock in yet when the store opened. Yeah. All these people came in and then they all left and came back like an hour later. And then the line got crazy long again which was unfortunate because we were just regular buying stuff <laughs> and we had, to, we had to wait for the crowd to thin out a little bit. But yeah, so we got like the full experience of like, oh, it's a launch of something. There's a whole bunch of people here, a whole bunch of Nintendo fans. We were repping our Nintendo Pals shirts. I'm sure there's people listening right now that saw our shirts in the store and were like, I'll check that podcast out. Boom. It's great. Probably the hundreds of people yeah hundreds hundreds of listeners well there weren't that many people there i mean there were there probably was a hundred between everybody stacked in that line to go in there's also this like little courtyard area outside and that's where the actual meetup happened but micah and i missed most of that because we spent two hours in the store (laughs) this is my problem is i i had to spend that budget so i went in I didn't have to, but like I, I wanted to use my birthday funds for this. So I went for a initial checkout and I had only used half of my money. And I was, I was like, like, well, obviously we have to buy more. Now. I got to go back and get more stuff. So a lot of this, So I went back and like gave more thought to things that I was like on the fence on getting. I wasn't going to get the jacket and the sweats. And those are by far my favorite things I purchased. <laughs> And I wasn't going to get an N64 controller. I wasn't going to. I just was going to get the SNES one for old time's sake, you know, the memories. But I was like, screw it. And I'm so glad that I got this. This controller works great, not only for uh, NSO, but also I used this for playing Mario Party Superstars. And it can be used for a lot of games. Be compatible. Maybe I could play Smash Bros with it. Get real good. Yeah. People who bust out there, 
their GameCube controllers because that's how the true pros play. And you and pull I'm out like, your N64. Listen, you got to have a holster for it. Listen, well. kids. <laughs> yeah, a holster. <laughs> Dude, dude, that would be so sick. Roll up to a tournament, and you're like, two N64 controllers out of a holster on either side. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. Um, It was a great time. We So we uh, went up for the first checkout. We had a guy that was like, so what are you guys up here for? We were talking with him, and that's when we found out that we needed nso to purchase the controllers so i was like well i'll just come back up when we figure out our situation with that because i also wanted to get more stuff so then the second time we came up we our cashier we were talking to as we were standing in line the we shop theme came on like the classic we shop music came on and i was like yes this is peak nintendo shopping experience right now we're getting the music in the place. It was it was like it was like a Disneyland trip, man. That's what it that's what it felt like. All of the elements combined. And so we're talking to the cashier, and I was like, man, the music that plays in here is so good. And he's like, Well, thanks. I'm actually the music director for our store. Like, he selects the music. And I was like, this guy's incredible at his job. <laughs> like, all the music that played was such a great vibe for the store like the people that work there seem to really like their jobs and that's just a cool thing that you know like a lot of retail jobs are kind of the worst the worst <laughs> as of people, people people hate their jobs these people seemed like they genuinely enjoyed themselves there was that's uh, one of them hanging out with cool people nintendo yeah. fans the one there was one person i talked to that seemed a bit annoyed at the mass amounts of people waiting for the oled switch because it wasn't there yet but i mean it's understandable when you have a crowd of people that are all there to get one thing and they're like swar swarming like vultures on 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 the thing and they even had more stock i was like maybe we should have bought one of these oled switches we could have we could have they do look pretty good they, they were pretty cool but I'm holding out for the Zelda one. Come on. Come on, Nintendo. Give us a Zelda OLED. I'll be, I will be give buying us a Prime that. 4 OLED. Dude, I'd be buying. I might, I, I might finally upgrade from my day one yeah. Switch. You saw an OLED for the first time on this trip. I did. I didn't even see it on and using the screen, though. <laughs> oh, oh did, no, you never saw it. I was like, ah, nice. Well, I should have, I should have uh, let you play on it. <laughs> Especially when we rode the train up, which was oh, an experience. Yeah. We're going to talk about our whole trip experience uh, for the Nintendo Pals Plus, which I guess we'll we'll be jumping to here shortly. But yeah, overall, this the store experience was awesome. The Nintendo New York store was very cool. I highly recommend everybody get a chance to check it out. I don't think it's worth making a trip to New York for that alone. <laughs> probably. I will be I'll be very clear on that. But there's a lot of other things to do too. Uh, we went and saw we, we walked from the store to our train through like Times Square and um, the Rockefeller mystery. Place. Yeah, the, the Rockefeller Plaza, Rockefeller, Rockefeller Plaza uh, past like Broadway, like all these all these places. 
it's chaos. And what's wild is the Nintendo store feels like it's like in an alley behind this stuff. But you like turn the corner and it's like, here you are in the Rockefeller Plaza. Like like that, the Nintendo store is like a hundred feet away from where the tree that they put up, the like famous huge Christmas tree in New York, which is just crazy because on that street that it's on, it just doesn't seem like <laughs> it's in the best part of town. But on the other street, because the Nintendo store is on a corner, on the other street, it's like, you're in New York. <laughs> it's all crazy. Yeah. 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 It was good. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty good. Well, that's a wrap on our show. Uh, Micah, why don't you plug your stuff? I'll plug my stuff. This is our first time doing this. So where can people find you and your content? As of approximately two hours and 32 minutes ago, you can find me on YouTube and Twitch under the handle of Micah Prime. Nice. And you can find me, Andros1, on YouTube and Twitch. That's uh, just the number, right? Type yes. In. Yep. Andros and the number one. Uh, Andros was unfortunately taken on all, all the platforms. But Andros1 wasn't, which is surprising because Andros2 was. i wonder if it was taken at some point and then someone changed their name and i i swooped in and snagged it yeah but that's that's what that's where you can find us now but you can also follow the show at nintendo pals on twitter instagram we're at nintendo pals podcast on instagram tiktok we are on youtube nintendo pals and i think that's it We also have a community Discord where you can jump in and join in on the conversations, ask questions, talk about the show topics that we are covering here. See the news before anyone except for Monkey Thunder. You will see the news (laughs) very quickly. Uh, it's, It's the place to be. It's the place to be. It's a fantastic community, fantastic people. We're super grateful to everybody who hangs out over there. And and jumps with us. <laughs> yeah, and that, and in that's chat. not because we tell Monkey Thunder first before everyone. It's because he tells us the news. <laughs> yeah, yeah and that's then we tell you guys. Hundred percent. I think people, longtime listeners of the show, know that Monkey Thunder runs the news segment <laughs> unofficially. I don't know how it, it, he's got. He's got an inside man. Uncle works at Nintendo, uh, or he is the uncle that works at Nintendo. Who knows? Who knows? All right. Well, that wraps up the show here. So let's close things out. Uh, oh, I, f- I forgot to shout out. We also have a Patreon where you can support the show if you want to help support in making the Nintendo Pals content even more, even bigger than it is. Uh, consider helping us out by chipping in on patreon.com slash Nintendo Pals. One of the rewards that you get for pitching in on patreon is a shout out which we do at the end of the episode the shout out is very cool we do the pokemon rap with patreon it's the pokemon patreon pokey rap gosh i can't ever say it right it's the patreon pokey rap here it is right now we gotta rap some patreon you just do the scene i'll take care of the hard part let's get it on we want to be the best was and shout out pals over on Patreon.
OPD Rizzle, Retro Logic Day. You dog gamer, slim tour, spider shed, so a little something, Brian, and little Miss Seven and Constant. Catch em, catch em, gotta catch em all, gotta catch em all, Patreon! K-Mac Team, Thirst Jungle Smooth, Tim the Nintendo Dattle and Seth Sturgill, Monkey Thunder, Purple Biotis, Dat Fast John, and Lava Plays 2. Gotta catch em all, gotta catch em all! Yeah! Gotta catch em all, gotta catch em all! Yeah! Gotta catch em all, Patreon! Let's get 150 or more, yeah, please. Be a Patreon donor is your destiny! Thank you all so much for listening. And we hope you have a fantastic week. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.